What's up, Pats Nation? Michael Lakis here. It is episode two of the Pats Tailgate Party podcast, uh, PTPP, as Andrew said last week, or just PTP, whatever you want to call it. My name is Michael Lakis, joining you here today with my brother and my dad. And remember, this is the podcast where fans come to discuss, debate, hopefully celebrate their New England Patriots. Uh, I'm doing well today and excited to be here. Andrew, how are you today? I'm good, Mike. Thanks for uh, getting us started here. It's a lot of fun last week. Uh, and, you know, I was a little happier this past Sunday. Oh. So I think I'm happier joining today. No doubt about it. No doubt about it. Much better week, too. Dad, how are you today, man? Hey, guys. I'm doing real well. Really enjoyed last week. It's always, I look forward to being able to see you two guys at least once a week. So it's great. <laughs> how's, the, how's the weather down there at the beach? It's cleared off, rain for the last two days, but it's beautiful this afternoon. That's good. That's good. I like to hear it. I like to hear it. It's uh, down here, and, you know, it's funny. We have a Patriots podcast, and we all live in the South, which is really funny. <laughs> I think we talked a little bit about that last week, right? Andrew, weather in Durham is good. Is it cooled off at all there? Dad says it's still yeah. warm in the Carolinas. Not New England day over here. 72, 73. Oh. Leaves are changing color, no humidity. Man. Yeah, it's the humidity's gone down here too, so it's good. Oh, it's beautiful. It's beautiful. And uh, you know what? We get, I had a morning, I was sitting outside this morning on the back porch down here in Austin, Texas, and it was 62 degrees. It was, I was like, oh man, this is, this is wonderful. Now I think it's already up to 90 now, but it'll, you know, it'll, it'll co come down and gets cooler in the morning, cooler in the evening for sure. So uh, we're happy to be here week two in the books and a much better week, uh, like Andrew alluded to, much, much better week in week two than we had uh, in week one with the disappointing loss to the Dolphins. The Patriots win 25 to 6, 25 to 6 against the, the New York Jets. I got to tell you, it's always fun to beat up on the uh, the New York Jets, fellas. You know, I it's I mean, they're awful. The Jets are just horrible, man. I mean, I was watching that game last week, and I can't imagine. I can't imagine being a Jets fan. I just got to tell you that is bad. You know, I thought about it. We were talking last week about in week one about how we were frustrated. And Andrew, you brought up the point about everybody else's fan base, right? And I thought to myself as I was watching that game on Sunday, we're still not Jets fans. I mean, it's, you could be a Jets fan, right? So, any takeaways you guys had from the game? Obviously, uh, Pat's cover the spread. I think you guys got that right in your predictions. I did not, but uh, any takeaways you guys had from week uh, week two? Well, I I was happy with with the outcome, and I I was really pleased with the scheme defensively. I thought they did a real good job, and they, you know. Uh, Normally, Belichick schemes real well against the rookie quarterback. That didn't change any. And, uh, you know, interception on the second play of the game never hurts. Um, what I it? thought they, the, the, run, the run defense still bothers me a little bit. Um, gap responsibilities aren't real good sometimes. But, uh, you know, they did enough to win. Um, I, I hope they can clean up some of the offensive situation. But again, they did just enough to win and uh, didn't turn the ball over and uh, came out with a much needed uh, W. Yeah, no doubt. I think, um, you know, it's interesting you talk about uh, the, their, the, the interception. I mean, I don't know what Zach Wilson was seeing out there, uh, but, you know, it reminded me, Andrew, you brought up, I think we talked Sunday evening about Sam Darnold <laughs> on Thanksgiving. No, was it Thanksgiving or what? No, was it Thanksgiving or was it Christmas when they played, uh, when Sam Darnold saw a ghost? When was that? I can't even remember when that was. I think it was in, it was in December. Yeah, that's right. 
That's right. The boogeyman, uh, yeah. the boogeyman. That's right. So, uh, he was, I don't know. I mean, you know, they let the kid play obviously. Uh, and I think he's going to be good. I think he's going to be good, but Holy smokes. He was awful on Sunday. Uh, Andrew, any takeaways for you? No, I mean, much, much more enjoyable game to watch. Um, defense I thought looked, looked a lot better. Um, Offense wasn't a whole lot of fun to watch other than the the running game was strong. I mean, Damian Harris's touchdown was a lot of fun. I think he broke like seven tackles. That was awesome. Took it in. Um, but, you know, I think still a little sloppy uh, compared to what we're used to. But, you know, wins a win. I mean, to the point I made last week, I've, I've had to reset my expectations as a Patriots fan here a little bit. And the days of uh, wanting it to just be perfect every single time, probably over. So I was happy they were one on one. Yeah, me too. Me too, for sure. I, you know, go back, Dad. You're talking about the defense, uh, and obviously, you know, we talked last week about the the back end, the secondary being the problem. Uh, but to your point, man, you know, and, and uh, I just they're run. I mean, it's I don't know what they're doing. Gap responsibility. I watched some, uh, you know, obviously we're members. We talk about it every show. Uh, Boston Sports Journal. Uh, just quick plug for them. Uh, Greg Bedard and Boston Sports Journal. If, if you're not a member uh, there, it's well worth it. And if you're not a member, you're not getting the best Patriots coverage. So go to Boston Sports Journal right now, sign up. You will not regret it. It'll be one of the best investments you make as a fan. Uh, but courtesy of Boston Sports Journal, Bedard talked about in the in his breakdown, uh, he showed quite a few stills in the All-22, uh, or it might have been the TV copy, but he showed, Dad, what you're talking about, which is what should be a wall of blue jerseys or a wall of defenders. And what we saw was just wide open gaps. I mean, you're, you know, you, we talked about it last episode, you coach offensive line for a long time. I mean, how, how does that work when you have, I've always wondered this, maybe as a fan, I don't know if you guys uh, have thought this too, but you know, when you're thinking high school and pros, you got some teams that are just better than others. You got better players, the pros, you got top 1% everywhere. So how do you scheme that dad? If you're on a defense, I'm going to take you the opposite direction. You're on a defense. How do you scheme uh, and, and make sure that you're, you, you're, you're playing the right gaps. I mean, how does that happen? Well, I mean, I think in this in today's game, most of the run game is, is pretty much the same across the league. I mean, okay. it's a lot of it's gap read, a lot of it's, you know, outside, outside gap, those kinds of things. And basically you have to you have to play gap, play in the gap. I mean, you have if you are an A gap player, you better be in the A gap. You're a B gap player, you better be in the B gap. And as a result, you hope your linebackers can flow and also cover the places they're supposed to be. And one of the things that I see happening quite a bit with the Patriots is when these guys get pushed out of a gap, there's no flow from the, from the back. I mean, as soon as they get to the edge and you saw it against the jets, they're through and they're go they're into the secondary. I mean, I, it, it just, you know, they're getting caught up in traffic. Uh, I, I don't know. Well, how do you, well, not but so wait a minute. So how, so I, I understand, you know, I understand, Hey, there's different letters for gaps and you got to play the game. Right, right. How do they get stood up like that? I mean, there were holes open everywhere. I don't understand how that happens, especially with the Belichick coach defense, like how that happens. Like, I just, I guess I just don't get it from a fan perspective. Like how does well, that even happen? A lot of it could be technique. Uh, you know, if they're playing too high, um, if they're letting the uh, offensive player get, get leverage, um, you know, it's, it's, a, there's a lot of different things to it. Um, but you, um, it, 
in a simple, you know, simple solution is you hold your ground. Yeah. And, and I don't, I don't see a lot of that happening with these interior guys of the Patriots and they're supposed to be guys that they brought here to, to, you know, alleviate that problem. Well, how about they play some players that are actually well, good? I mean, well, like, like thing, yeah, go ahead, Andrew. Yeah. The only thing I'd offer though, is that, um, I mean, I do think the technique isn't strong and the new guys they've got on the line, um, better keep improving or it's going to be a really long season. The, the one thing I'd add though, is that I think, to your point about not seeing the flow from the back, Dad, I I, I think some of that might have been a um, might have been by design this week. Mm. I mean, I, I it, the sense I got watching it and, and reading Bedard's article was that um, while things could get cleaned up, that this was a very Belichickian game plan. I mean, he knew if the Jets wanted to run the ball for five, six yards a clip, they were going to be able to because what he was banking on was Wilson trying to make a play with his arm. And so you're not going to bring your safeties up and you're not going to shade your, your, you know, your linebackers and your cornerbacks as you don't want them to be as aggressive in the run because the whole thing you're trying to do is okie doke, trying to get yeah. them to throw into that coverage and get an interception. So I, while the technique needs to get better and I, I actually think in some ways it made me a little bit more confident, a little bit more, um, you know, excited about the outcome that they had a defensive game plan that they seemed to execute with fidelity and overall it worked. Um, so I just, you know, I see it a little bit differently. Uh, I don't think that, you know, you're wrong about the technique piece, but I also think that might've been the way they were purposely playing defense on Sunday to, to get Wilson into throwing the ball. So, and again, I, I sorry, Mike. No, no, and no, again, I, you know, I bet Belichick obviously has a history of preparation, especially against younger quarterbacks. And and I agree with what you're saying. I agree with what Bedard said. Let them run the ball. Okay. And 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 they weren't going to beat the Patriots running 50, 60 times. No. Uh, you know, in, in that in that situation. However, the Dolphins ran the ball the week before as well. So my my, my concern is that it's more of a consistent problem than just a game planning situation for the New York Jets. Um, we'll see. I mean, as the season goes on, I, 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 I don't disagree with your, you know, your breakdown of it, Andrew, but I just see some consistencies coming from week to week as far as the, the responsibilities and so on and so forth. Um, not quite getting cleaned up. Well, so I, I think you guys bring up great points, both of you. I think, and I, going back, I kind of alluded to it a second ago, and I, and how I said it, I didn't mean to say don't you know they don't have good players. What I don't understand is, and this has been said, right? But from a fan's perspective, we have a very um, we have a very small look at what happens, right? We're like we don't get to go to fans don't go to practice; they're all closed off. The media can't even go to practice during the week. But I don't understand. I'm just going to bring it because I think this is a common concern. Um, with fans, and I, I don't understand why they don't play some of their players. And so what I mean by that is, La Andrew, I think you're right. Last week, uh, you know, it looked like they played soft kind of in the first half. Wilson made some mistakes, and then they really pinned their ears back late, which is why they got a few sacks. But, Dad, you brought up last week about Uche not playing much. I mean, he played 40% of the snaps on Sunday. 
Instead, we got, you know, who was it, Bauer, who's, who just got elevated off the practice squad. They got more snaps than him. Like, I don't understand. I mean, what are your thoughts on that? I don't really understand what they're doing from a personnel standpoint. Now, again, they won 25 to 6. So, like, take some of this with a grain of salt. But I just don't get it. But, I mean, I guess that's, that's part of being a fan, right? It's like we don't understand some of that stuff. I just, it's real, to me, it's just really frustrating when I see guys out there that I think are probably less than some of the other players standing on the sidelines. Well, the only thing I can say in my, from my experience is that you're going to normally as a coach, you, you think you play guys that are, have earned the right to play or that are your top guys. Now, obviously we've been around Belichick. We, I mean, around by around, I mean, watching him for 20 years now, 20 plus years now. And he's, he, he's not always doing things that we understand for sure, especially True. from a, from a personnel standpoint, but I mean, I, you know, I had the same questions you guys had last week and um, maybe there's things going on in practice. Maybe there's things going on. Like to your point, Mike, we're not there. You know, I don't know what goes on in the meeting room. I don't know what goes on in the locker room, but I, 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 some of the guys I would think would be playing, especially when you had guys like Van Noy was out last week. Right. And you had some other guys who were out last week. Um, you'd think you'd see a little bit more from some of the other guys. Yeah, but I think the yeah. I mean, I, I don't know. And until one day he writes a book and tells us all his secrets, we won't <laughs> maybe, know. maybe. But I actually, I mean, I think the way you got to think about these things is frustrating as a fan. I mean, I watched you know uh, these young guys, and I'm like, get them some more talent. I, I think the thing that is hard for us to wrap our minds around as fans is the cerebral way in which Bill Belichick thinks about um, not only football, but thinks about strategy. And I bet he's this way in most facets of his life. Um, You got to understand that Belichick's number one strategic priority is consistency. He doesn't care if you could be in the 99th percentile of athleticism or talent and make an exceptional play if you could also be in the bottom one percentile and, and give up a big play, every single thing that man does from the way he builds his roster to the way he emphasizes special teams to the fact he wouldn't keep Brady because he was worried he'd fall off a cliff is that he wants to know. He wants to know as much as he can about everything that's going to happen because from that consistency, he actually can strategize and make decisions. It isn't a popular strategy. Most folks don't have the patience uh, in life to do these things. But I think that's the only way you can understand the way Bill Belichick does things is that I don't know what it is, but maybe it's the Bauer. He can count on Bauer to be where Bauer's supposed to be. Even if he's 70% of the player Ushay is, he knows Bauer will be where he needs him to be. And that's what then allows you know JC Jackson to make an interception. I have no clue. I'm not that smart. I don't understand the game. But I do think it's funny when people talk about, you know, reporters ask Bill Belichick about analytics and he always gives some kind of gruff answer and talks about how. Well, well unless he's talking about, that. unless he's talking about long snappers, because he gave a 15 <laughs> yeah. minute answer the yeah. other day about long snapping. So. But the irony Pur- in all purposely, the, purposely. Yeah. But the irony <laughs> in all this is that he acts like analytics are silly and he doesn't do them. And the sure. man has been doing analytics in his own brain for 40 something years. As yeah. his coach. Sure. I mean, he, he plays to the odds every single time. He'd be a heck of a blackjack player. 
probably wouldn't be really oh, good at craps. It's the most boring. It's the most boring uh, game in the casino. Blackjack. Don't get me started on blackjack. Come on. Well, a lot of people would say watching the Patriots play offense is the most boring game yeah. on the TV. Yeah. Yeah. So, so it goes hand in hand, right? I mean, yeah. I, yeah. But, but the best thing about Bill Belichick is he has the drive and the and the commitment that he does not care what it looks yeah. like to you or me or anybody That's else. Right. He That's cares right. if they win. No, you're right. I so I, I'm with you. I'm with you, and I think you make a really good point. Um, I actually think I, this has nothing to do with football. I actually think you'd be a really good craps player because you can kind of there's there's it's the best odds in the house. I don't think you'd play a lot of roulette though. I think you'd probably stay roulette, away from yeah, the, yeah, yeah you'd probably no, stay away no from roulette. The, there yeah, the, the, that's, that's the, maybe not as well, much maybe not as much Caribbean stud. You know, maybe uh, maybe you just stick to to craps and blackjack, but. Uh, so I think you bring up a great point. And I think, you know, sometimes to me though, and this is just, again, this is fan frustrations, right? But this is the point of the show is that I literally think to myself, I like, you're right. Bauer probably is where he wants him to be 70% of the time. My problem is, can you find a guy that's in the right place? 70% of the time, that's not getting shoved around all over the place. Like, can you find somebody yeah. who's consistent that'll stay there and actually make a play every now and then? Because I could be wrong. I didn't hear much about Bauer's name. I didn't hear his name called very much. Maybe he's doing the little things. And again, we don't see those things. They're looking at the tablet and they're seeing play after play. I just, I don't know, from a fan's perspective, I'm done with the special teams, uh, you know, keeping all the special teams players and like making that a large facet of the game. That special teams is, is almost taken out of the game. I mean, literally, you don't have nearly as many special teams plays. This is something Bedard's talked about for a long time. He's an expert. He doesn't even understand why he keeps a lot of these special teamers or some of these players. Well, so, Well, I think to do – look, I'm not an in Belichick, I, you trust kind of guy. The guy can do no wrong. I mean, I'm grateful that he's an amazing, greatest of all time football coach, and it's been fun to be a fan. But this is where I think you have to pull apart Belichick, the coach, from Belichick, the GM. I mean, the reality is it's a false choice, right? Um, you don't have to pick the guy who will be there 70% of the time or the talented guy. You can go find players who do both. I mean, look at Seymour, look at yeah. Brewski, look right. at Hightower, look at Ty Law, look at, you know, go down the list of guys that Belichick had who were talented and great players and able to execute a game plan. The last five or six years, he's done a piss poor job building that roster. Yeah. And he went out and he tried to get talent. And I do think, you know, especially on offense, Henry, Smith, Aguilar, Bourne, they'll be all right. They're going to get it. They'll get the hang of it. It's going to take time. You, you can't have it both ways. You can't have uh, missed the boat on developing talent, go spend the money and bring the guys in, expect them to be ready to go no, in a right. very complex system. Well, I, I mean, I, one, one more thought along those, and you're absolutely right, Andrew, but one, one thought along the lines of some of those other guys not playing as much last Sunday and I think I'm, I'm right when I read this in a, in a Bedard column. The game plan in the first half was only rush four. Yeah. So those guys that he brings off the edge, like um, Uche yeah. and, 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 and them, they're not in the game plan as much at that point that's a, in time. That's a great point. So, yeah. so as the, and when they, as, as to quote Bedard, when they pinned their ears back in the in the second half in the fourth quarter, Winovich and Ushi were in the game. Yeah. So that's where he got two of yeah. his sacks, and they called it in garbage time. I don't care if it's garbage time or not; it's two sacks. That's right. And and you know, I I, I did see 
Ushin the game in the first half playing, and he got absolutely buried on the on the edge on a run play. So to your point, that may be one of the situations he can't he can't hold the edge either against the run. That it's Uche. Uche is not what, what I just said. Not- Uche. <laughs> No, you see. Anyway, <laughs> and anyway. how about uh, I'll tell you that's, what? That sounds like he's listening to Alan Jackson over there. How about, uh, how about fifty-five? I 55. told you he was speaking numbers last week. I Andrew, every time you say Ushi, Andrew's dying, or he wants to die. Like well, him. anyway, he got buried on the edge. No, yeah, on, a, on sure. one of the run plays, and I think he wound up as one of the Jets uh, players watching the game from the sideline because that's where he, they put him. What? So. <laughs> well, yeah, and you know Belichick wants people to hold the edge. I mean, we know that he's talked about that. That's important. So if he's not doing that, and to your, you guys' point, if it, if the game plan is to just hold up, for, I mean, the other reality is Wilson can move. So there's probably some points where you know, or uh, part of the game plan where he's going, hey, just keep him back there, let him make a mistake, right? Which he did. He made plenty of them. So I want to transition here and talk a little bit about the offense because you guys were talking about the offense, and that's a hot topic right now. Is it too conservative? Is it the play calling? Is it Mac not throwing the ball downfield? What's happening there again? Uh, courtesy Boston Sports Journal uh, for Bedard and his columns, but you know, I think if you really look at it, um, you know. <laughs> I think it's a mix of a few things, but Mac had way more plus plays than he did minus plays. And, but they got to execute better. I think Andrew, this touches on some of the stuff you brought up earlier, which is some of the, you know, my mind immediately goes to the, uh, I think it was third and long in the first quarter. And they run a uh, kind of a middle screen there to John Smith. Wasn't a great ball by Mac, but it touched his hands. And the old adage is if it touches your hands, especially as a pro, you got to catch it. And if he catches that, he's, I mean, he's, there's possibility for a first down there, possibility that a bigger play than that, cause he's dynamic, but they're just not executing the little things. Yeah. And these are the things a lot of people don't understand about football. I'm not, you know, trying to sound pompous here, but it's a, it's a, it's like a sheet of music. Every yeah. person in the orchestra has got to do the right thing or else the play breaks down. Yeah. I mean, I think that's it. I mean, I think all this other stuff about, is McDaniels calling the game properly or are they being too conservative is, I mean, all that's just noise. I mean, the, you know, you got a group of guys who haven't played together, had very limited reps in the preseason because of the way the preseason is used. Now they don't know the system, the timing's off, uh, the timing being off puts things off by a yard or two yards. And that, you know, the Patriots run a precision offense, right? You literally have to be where you need to be so that the play can work. Uh, part of that is because they don't go out and get game breaking talent. Right. <laughs> well, uh, yeah. And, that's so, right. and, and so the, uh, the maestro has to, you know, pen one heck of a sheet of music as opposed to just saying, Hey, let's play some jazz here. Y'all cut loose. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> and you know, well, and you watch jazz every time you watch the Kansas City Chiefs. And let's be honest, it's awesome. I mean, I wish we yeah. could just send 15 back there and launch it down the field. Well, I watched it too. In 2007, it. I watched it, but it's the only time I've ever watched it. So well, I have, yeah. Yeah. The other thing I'll say is that I, I saw some some real bright spots on Sunday. They they ran uh, – James White looked a lot more like himself. They ran the screen to White. He had a huge play out of it. Um, they blocked that really well. The other thing they're having a problem with now, and, and I hope Mac Jones doesn't get killed, but up front offensively, oh. the offensive line is a mess. Oh. And, and, and part of that is because, as Andrew – alluded to with some other things 
consistency. They don't have the same guys playing the same yeah. positions every week. That's right. I mean, you can't take Trent Brown out of there and replace him with the two guys they've replaced them with and get what you get from the big guy at, at, at tackle. So, so, and then halfway through the game, they have to replace one of the guys. So now you're really, now you're dealing with consistency as the yeah. game goes on. That's a problem. <laughs> I mean, that's, the, that's the two things that hit on and all I've got to offer on the offense. Um, it's not, not a whole lot of fun to watch other than those great runs. Um, and James White looking better. Uh, it's twofold. I mean, I think one, they need to be really intentional about giving Mac um, spots where he can cut loose and make a mistake. Like the only way to learn in life is to make mistakes. Like his brain literally needs to mm -hmm. be, be rewired. You heard him in the comments after the game, you know, I take what they give me, you know, I, they're going to have to be really intentional about, look, if you throw an interception here, throw an interception, but you know, let's dial something up for you throw down the field. Right. But dad, to your point for that to work, the offensive line has to block. Them. I mean, you, yes. can't go, you can't go downfield yeah. when you don't have time to throw. And so, you know, that's my bigger takeaway. I think I put this in the comments section of the, you know, one of Greg's articles this week is like the thing people don't talk about in 2001, you know, 20 years since Brady came in, Bledsoe got hit. Everybody remembers Brady. It was a magical season. Belichick spent a ton of time and free agent money on reconstructing the offensive line and sure. defensive line mm -hmm. that year. Yep. And that is why they won a Super Bowl. You know, in the NFL, if you can't dominate the lines of scrimmage, you're not going far and you're not going to be a consistently good team. Um, talked about earlier with the defense, got to be able to stop the run. Um, same thing on offense. You have to be able to dictate the 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 physicality and the and the and the pace of play by having a dominant line, you know, and that can be running, it can be passing. Right now, they're just struggling across the board. They're missing blocks. Oh, they're, yeah. Uh, well, timings off there, you know, it just, it's, and you know, I think the good news here is that that can get better with time. I mean, there is yeah. talent on the defensive and offensive lines. It's just not gelling right now. Well, and again, just reiterate what you're saying and, and you're right. The offensive and defensive lines have been the key to this game of football since the game started and it's not going to change any. So um, they'll get better for sure. It's just a matter of, you know, how long it takes them. Yeah, that's a good point. Here's the other thing, and then we'll, I want to move on to week three, but I think the other thing that we forget sometimes is that there's also another team on the other side of the field, and sometimes the other team makes plays. And so what I mean by that, as a fan, we get really into our team and what we did well and what we didn't do well. There's a few times in that game where, you know, I think the Pats thought that uh, an, an end, a defensive end, for instance, was going to continue upfield, and they didn't. Right. Or the, yeah. the cornerback makes the play where Max got to decide between uh, the swing pass out to the running back or to John o. Smith on a screen. And he make the cornerback makes a great play and sits in the middle. So he's got to sure. make a late decision. So I think that's the other thing. And as a fan, it's hard sometimes because I don't want to give the Jets credit for anything. I hate the Jets. Like, I don't want No, they suck. Right. But that's not the way that, that life works. You know, so I will say I will say, though, that the Jets do have some pretty good players on defense. Oh, no doubt. I mean, I. Uh, you know, Mosley's a heck of a player yeah. and, and, and they got some other guys that can play on defense and they made some, well, to your point, Mike, they made plays. Yep. So, right. and the Patriots still scored 25 points Yep. and they That's turned right. what's 17 of those points 
came off turnovers. Well, that's how you win games. Yeah, I mean, I, you're right. No, you're right. Hey, is, I mean, is somebody over there hitting wind chimes, Andrew, in your house or somebody? Oh, uh, no, right up this, right next to me. Oh, I thought it was the dog rolling around on the ground with the toy. No. <laughs> that's awesome. No, I'm, I'm outside. Mike. No, you're good. You're good. I'm just, I'm laughing. I'm just messing. So week three, we got week three coming up. One thing, we actually had a, uh, one of our listeners, uh, Elliot uh, Powell from Miami, Florida. Uh, see, we got nationwide reach here on the uh on the ptpp uh he uh he texted and said hey why are they send in a question asked why are they in week three uh patriots excuse me saints at the patriots why are they celebrating julian edelman that's why i'm wearing his jersey today uh why are they celebrating julian edelman at halftime so before we talk about what we want to see from the game standpoint you guys have any thoughts on that i mean i, I you know listen edelman in my opinion uh is is I mean, he's one. He might be my favorite Patriot. Him and Kevin Falk, um, you know, Falk's up there still is probably my all-time favorite. But uh, nothing like the direct snap, man. The Falk, man. And Andrew, you brought this up the other day. The fact that he's not even he's not in the Hall of Fame. Forget the Patriots Hall of Fame. The Pro Football Hall of Fame for being the best scat back or pass catching back ever is is a travesty. But uh, I digress. So the point is Edelman, uh, I mean, you got to you're not going to wait till week four, right? They're not going to wait till the Bucks game, right? But any thoughts no. on why you think they're doing it this week, Dad? Well, I, they're going to do it this week because they want it to be all about Edelman. I mean, I, right, which makes which makes sense. Uh, he's he's the ultimate Patriot. He needs to be uh, all about Edelman. And the next week's just going to be a fiasco on Foxborough. So I'm sure that's not going to be, that's not, gonna oh, be, you know, I can't wait for the next podcast when we, when we they, preview. Oh no, man, I go, I'll go and tell you right now. Whoa, whoa, hold on. You spoiler alert here. Wait, tell us yes. what. Well, no, I mean, I, I'll have more. To, I, I think that's going to get overplayed all week. I think everybody's going to be nervous about it. I think, I think, I think y'all are sleeping on Bill Belichick. If you don't think he's going to have the, he he's going to treat that game against Tom Brady the way he treated the Super Bowls, uh, the first Patriots Super Bowl and the one with the Giants. Well, as long uh, as yeah. we shut down the Bills, they, they'll be all right uh, next Sunday I don't, night. I don't. That, it'll be that. a good. It'll be a good game. I think so I think too. I think you're right on target. I think the Patriots actually have a good chance of winning that game. But I, all I'm doing is I was commenting on the Edelman thing. They're not going to do it that uh, way. Yeah, Brady, too much Brady, too much Brady no. wrong. Brady and Gronk. Well, and you also have to worry that Edelman's going to just like tear off his, uh, <laughs> you know, his suit and have a Bucks jersey on. And no, the, uh, wow, the Empire. wow, oh, that, that would Andrew, be it, man. Don't do that. Don't do that. <laughs> First of all, they got to do Edelman this week because it's obviously the next week's going to be crazy. I agree with you that they have a good chance of winning uh, next week. I just hope you've talked about Super Bowls. I just hope they treat treat it like the Super Bowls you talked about, not so much like the Eagles Super Bowl. Oh. Um, we don't want to treat it like that. So they've treated some Super Bowls better than others, to be sure. But uh, I do think that um, I, I do have a just a question for the audience. I you know, and for us, we don't have to. We'll figure it out when it gets there. But I mean, do they? Is there any world where they celebrate Brady in Week Four at halftime? Not as far as BB's well, concerned. I don't. Well, think. I don't think. He, yeah, but Kraft might want to celebrate him, right? Well, I don't think. He, I don't think you can celebrate a guy still playing. And I don't yeah. even mean that from a, like, it wouldn't be right to do it. Right. I hope when weird, Brady right? comes back next week, he gets a heck of a, yeah. a yeah. ovation. You know, everybody honors him when the, when the coins flipped and we're ready to play, you know, let's go. It's time to go. 
but I, you, you got to do that when you got retired. You can't, I mean, for an NFL athlete to be in the mental space of preparation and being ready, I mean, they get hurt if they're not yeah, focused you're right. out there. You can't, you can't do any kind of before no, the game no, or halftime. No, got, you know, he'll come back when he retires, when he's 52, you know, after about five. <laughs> he'll still be playing when he's 52. Bucks. Yeah. He'll yeah. come back. He'll come back to Foxborough and we'll celebrate him. And, uh, no, and, I mean, and, I, I joke, but I, I don't think you can do anything okay. when somebody's playing. No. No, and he'll get a he'll get a rousing ovation of in Foxborough next week. They'll go crazy, of and so will eighty, so will eighty seven. I mean, course. that's just the way it's going to be. That that drives you nuts, Dad. Gronk drives oh, you. Oh my god, <laughs> I, I can't stand that. It drives hey, you crazy, especially now hey, when he's playing and, like. And Gronk. now you see him on TV oh. on every ad they're doing. Hey, hey Gronkowski. Hey, Gronk, how's your back doing? Oh, oh. You, look you look like you're doing well. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's very nice. Yeah, I don't know. Wow. I mean, wow. And I love him too, and he was great. But I, I don't, I'm not, I don't begrudge Brady one bit. I mean, I, it was the right time. Yeah, he was no, ready no. to move on. Belichick right. was ready to move on. He's got the a pretty Gronk good, one. Yeah, the Gronk one is harder because I'm like, come on, dude, toughen up. Yeah, toughen up. yeah, you're right. You're right. And Brady's got a pretty good thing. Brady's got a pretty good thing going right now. So, uh, whoa, whoa easy saying, there. You all right there? Oh, no. Yeah, okay? I'm good. <laughs> I'm good. I would say that Gronk does too. Uh, <laughs> you okay? All right. uh, oh, dad. You all right over there? All right, guys. All right. So let's talk week three, then we're going to get out of here. Week three, we got Saints, we got Pats. Anything you guys are looking for as final thoughts? Uh, Saints were awful last week. I think they're going to, they won't look as bad as they did last week. I can tell you that. Uh, yeah. Well, I have two, I can, I'll start us. I got go two thoughts. One, I think people are sleeping on the Panthers. Uh, I think they're actually a lot better than people think. Yeah, I think so. Rule's a good coach. Every team he's ever had from every program, he's turned around year two. They make a yep. huge jump from year one. And that defense is loaded with talent. And I think that's what uh, the Saints ran into last week. I don't think that was as much about Saints being bad as it was about the Panthers being right. legitimate. Uh, that being said, I think, um, you know, I think their defense is, you know, we'll, we'll give Mac challenges. Uh, I think it all comes down to the line play. I feel pretty good though. I mean, I think Belichick will um, use a similar game plan. I would, I would imagine to what he did with Wilson last week, you know, a little more complexity because mm -hmm. sure. Jameis isn't a rookie, but you know, sit back and let Jameis make a mistake. Um, uh, and I imagine they'll probably also try to neutralize Kamara, please like double team him, take him please. out and let the other saints receivers go beat them. Um, I, you know, I like our chances. I think, yep. uh, I don't know that we're in the business of really blowing anybody out convincingly these days, but I would imagine it's, it's a, you know, seven point, 10 point type win for the Patriots. Oh, they're, 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 uh, they're given three. Uh, so that's, they're a three point favorite at home. Uh, dad, any thoughts on the game before we get out of here? I, I was getting ready to just, uh, follow with Anderson. I think he'll, I think the game plan will be a lot like the same one for the Jets. Uh, so you may see Kramara go crazy a few times, but I think James will make a mistake. So put in that position, and that's what they'll do. They'll put him in a position where the game comes down to James having to make plays, and I don't think he's as capable of doing that as some of the other guys around. Yep, I think you're right. Uh, my my thought is, I just want to see us get better. I want to see us execute better. And, and to you guys, you guys talk about it all the time, right? I, as a fan. 
I just want to see some smooth plays. I want to see uh, some good execution across the board and some stuff that we can build on, especially going in to week four. I, I hope I don't think they will, but I don't want them to look ahead to week four. That's usually more of a college college thing than a pro thing, because uh, every every week counts. And every is uh, every week is 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 important. But uh, my last final thought is uh, if you're playing DraftKings or any daily fantasy sports, don't uh, pick the Patriots like uh, my brother and I did last week in the uh, in the Millionaire Maker. That didn't work out very well so uh even though they scored what 20 25 points um we uh we, we didn't fare so well so if you're betting good bet if you're playing daily fantasy sports like we like to do eh, i'd probably wait a little bit until the patriots are a little bit more of a, <laughs> a well-oiled machine uh but uh, that's just you know that's my fantasy advice for the for the week so guys any final thoughts before we get out of here anything else no i enjoyed it yeah, man. Yeah, me too. All right. Enjoy the game. 12 uh, um, Central Time. Sorry. Uh, 1 p.m. Eastern Time in Foxborough. If you're going to the game, have fun. Be safe. Patriots favored by three. Total 42. Hopefully we move to two and one and can celebrate it next week before we get ready for a huge week four matchup next week on episode three of the Pat's Tailgate Party podcast. For Andrew, for Doug, for myself, we'll see you next time. <laughs> 